Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for a brand new week. So happy to be with you on this Monday. Ah! Guest 15th, Year of Science 2022. Science! All hell science. It is right to give science thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be with us today here on the Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. All day strong, all day long. That's right. We're the Aleve <laughs> of podcasts. I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, the Sheriff of Ghost Town, the Mayor of Myrtle. What else you got? What are you these? I, what else are you these I, days? I, I no longer have a catalytic converter. Victim of crime. <laughs> life is life. Oh, sorry, wrong button. Life is life. <laughs> life though. is his life. Holy God! Holy God! It's Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo ho, Eddie. Before we get to the crime report. Mm. The update from Hollywood Crime Division. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Because Eddie got his catalytic converter stolen again. Sons of bitches. We'll get in that to it in just a minute, but we got a great show for you today. Because it's a Monday, of course, we're going to be munching something, and I am particularly proud of this munching Monday. (laughs) Back in the kitchen, the master baker. I'm a master baker. You are a master baker. I'm I'm a master baker from way back. After my cake debacle, I still, I steeled my nerves and I was able to forge through to, to overcome my fears and get back into the baking biz. And I whipped up a batch of mustard donuts. Just like French's mustard did recently to celebrate National Mustard Day, I was able to whip yeah. up a batch of cake donuts with a delicious mustard glaze. I will say they do look storefront display worthy. Thank you so much. They do look enticing. And I appreciate it. And wait till you taste them. <laughs> have you tasted I, I it? I haven't. So wait till we both taste them. You can smell the mustard in the air. Well, because they're a mustard glaze. Yeah, they are. It's sweet and savory, mm, Eddie. Sweet and savory. I know how you love the savory. I don't know what the fuck savory means. And Entertainment news on store is on store in on store as well. Uh, your phone calls uh, a lot of good stuff. Mm. But before we get to any of that, what's going on with you? What's going Dude, on? I don't fucking. I don't know. You. It happened last summer. It was almost. I think almost a year to the the month, if not day. That our, yeah. This guy has you on a schedule. I guess we're. It's our twelve month rotation of getting our catalytic converter yanked You're out of on our car. some some calendar somewhere. It was great. It happened early or late last week, and I let it sit for the weekend because I didn't want to ruin Tracy's weekend while we were in San Francisco. So. Right. And I, I, we had a cat cage put under the thing after it got stolen the first time, which is supposed to make it impenetrable to describe cat cage for people. It's like this sheet of little of metal that goes that covers the catalytic converter underneath the car. Right. So it prevents the guy from looking under there and like popping the catalytic converter. Not up. worth the trouble. That's it, what it should it's be. It's like an extra four hundred bucks to put the thing on, and insurance doesn't cover it because apparently insurance no, it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> 
<laughs> they, they should have clued you into that in the first place. I was I walked out the the day that the next day when it, I guess the day after it happened, and there's like a, a business card under my windshield wiper from the LAPD saying your car may have been vandalized. Please verify and let us know. And then it gave me the officer's name or whatever. So I was like weird. So I started walking around my car to see if it had been like kicked or scratched or dented or broken window or anything. Nothing. And that's weird. And I noticed there was a big rock under the back tire. I'm like, why is there a big rock under the back tire? Hmm. And I was like, that's kind of strange. And I started occurring. I'm like, oh, wait, did someone jack up my car? Oh. And didn't want the car to roll down on them. Oh. And I was like, fuck. So I, I opened up the car door and I went and turned it on and it made that, that catalytic converter sound. It sounded like I had a Harley. And then I look under the car and sure as shit, there's just the cat cage just hanging there, flapping in the wind. Son of a bitch. And it's gone. And then my neighbor comes across the street and goes, hey, is this your car? I'm like, yeah, it's my car. He's like, oh, yeah, I saw someone out here at 4.30 in the morning doing something to him. I'm like, okay, did you call the cops? He's like, yeah. And then another neighbor looked down from the balcony. He's like, hey, is that your car? I'm like, yeah, it's my fucking car. It's why I have the door open. And she's like, I have video of it. I'm like, can you send it to me, please? And sure as shit, she had a video of the guy literally about a minute and two seconds long, him getting out, jacking the car up, cutting the, the thing out, and leaving. All in the span of a minute. Wow. Cut through the cage, got the catalytic converter, and gone. Wow. Crazy. Wow. I saw your post over the weekend on social media. Yeah. It looks like you got a shot of his license. The neighbor got a great shot of the back of his car and him standing there. How come the cops didn't go and uh, roust him? I filed a report right away. They sent back an email like a day later going, hey, do you have the footage? Can we get it? So I sent them all the stuff and then... So, so they it's have an it. ongoing investigation. It's an ongoing investigation, apparently. Well, I can't interfere then because as so. a private detective, I'm not allowed to interfere in uh, active police right. investigations. But your alter ego vigilante... <laughs> Ness can go do that, right? Vigilantiness. Your vigilantiness. You can put on this cowl, Batman cowl. I could. I could suit go up. Do something. I could suit up and knock on his door as Batman. Well, they have a license plate, so we can find him. Oh man, I got friends in law enforcement. I might be able to put run a, down a plate. I do run a plate down. What? If I can call my version of Dennis Becker, what like I was Rockford, and see if he'll run a plate for <laughs> do me. Do it. Give you something to do in your downtime. Come on, Dennis. What kind of idiot has a personalized tag and goes around stealing shit? He must be making a pretty good living off so. your catalytic converter. Uh, fuck, he got me again. Well, I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, I know what a massive pain in the ass it is. I mean, we have insurance, so it'll take care of it. But it's just, it's, you're right, it's just a massive pain in the ass. And I can't leave the car in the driveway because I'm afraid it's going to happen a third time. <sighs> and uh, as you know, the, the Mustang occupies the, the other so, so place of honor. Yeah, you can't so move that. I am looking into, I might have to unload the Mustang in order to get the <gasps> Prius to go in the car. And I'm never going to get the Mustang running again oh, or up man. and going. So I may have to sell the Mustang to make room. Mustang probably doesn't have a catalytic converter. You should swap places. <laughs> well, then I have to move the Mustang every time I want to get the Prius out. Because uh, we have the forerunner in the other spot. I got it's you. a big pain in the ass. Yeah. You got too many automobiles, turns out. Yeah, I do. I need to unload one. You're, 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 you have an, uh, a surplus to the tune of one. I'm, I'm a junk collector at this point. Apparently you are. Well, again, sorry to hear that. Well, thank and, you. And thanks for all the Garmy for reaching out and with their thoughts and prayers and stuff. <laughs> I appreciate it. It means a lot. There's people out there thoughts that care. Thoughts and prayers don't get you a new catalytic converter. They don't, but it's nice to know people care. And, no, of course yeah, they care. So. Garmy's the best. Uh, I had more adventures in air conditioning this weekend. Oh, no. You, you said it was sputtering before the weekend. Yeah, it was going off and on. The uh, the the cooling would stop, and then just the air would just, the fan oh. would just blow uh, tepid air. That's no good. Not good at tepid all. Tepid air sucks in 90-degree weather. It does, because it's not tepid. It quickly gets hot. Well, last time, did they just refill it with Freon? Is I didn't go happened? back to that douchebag. Oh. <laughs> Called a new guy. 
And I like Sam. Sam came Sam's out. Sam's a good guy? Yeah, he's a good guy. And I told him what the other guy did. He's like, oh, man, that's just lazy. Because oh. I told you the guy wouldn't bother to check for a league because I'm right, not interested. Right. It's too much work. Yeah. But I'll fill up your, uh, your tank for you free on. Mm-hmm. So I took him up on it because I wanted air conditioning. Yeah. But now that it's happening again, I said, I'm not going to go through that again. keep filling up with Freon every two weeks. So Sam came out, and he was much more thorough. He also checked the uh, furnace for the heating element of the same system. Sam is solid. Yes. Solid Sam. And he said, yeah, you're down a little bit on your Freon, so you're losing some someplace. He said, more than likely, it's a micro leak in the, let me get the technology, uh, the terminology right. Okay. Uh, the, um, uh, not the evaporator. I don't know. There's some Micro condenser. <laughs> Stop saying things. <laughs> uh, he said, if it's there, if, it's, yeah. if there's a leak, it's probably there. And this, this is the bitch of it. There's no access to the back of it. Mm-hmm. So... If it happens again, we may have to just replace that piece. But he said, your unit is solid. It's a really good unit. That's, That's a good fine. news. And the last guy was trying to sell me a brand new unit. Yeah, you say we might have to replace the whole thing. So he said, I'm going to put a sealant in with the Freon, mm. and we're going to run the system. And he says, about 70% of the time, this sealant will yeah. seal up where if there's a micro leak someplace. Okay. So he said, let's run it for a couple of weeks and see how it goes. Oh. And now he said, call me back, and then we'll go from there. I like this Sam. Guy. I like this Sam, too. What's so, the other dude's name? Uh, I don't remember his name. <laughs> you should warn people of this guy. Yeah. It was a Coast. That was the name of the company. It was Coast Air Conditioning. <laughs> they seem to coast by. Yeah, that's yeah. where they coast. They just fucking take their foot off the gas and just coast. <laughs> but Ice Age. I went with Ice oh, Age. Oh, well, yeah. How can you not? But air Conditioning? company named Ice Age Air Conditioning. They know they're air conditioned. <laughs> they're cold as shit. Fuck yeah. Over there. Guy showed up in a parka. That's how I knew he really knew air conditioning. It's 90 degrees out. You're in a parka. He's freezing. He's constantly in the air conditioning. <laughs> So that was my adventure. Uh, another adventure, real quickly, before we get to today's show, mm-hmm. I want to thank Christopher Bly, Garmy member Christopher Bly, a.k.a. I call him Captain Bly. He surprised me this weekend. It was so much fun to get this. He sent me a link yeah. to a video okay. of an appearance that I did on a game show that I had forgotten completely about. How many game shows do you do to forget tons, about? Tons. Wow. Tons of game shows. And when people ask me about them, I've, I've told this story before. When I was a starving actor, I would go on every game show I could find yeah. because worst case scenario, you get some parting gifts right. that are worth a couple bucks. Right. I, you know, I furnished my uh, bedroom on, at a game show. I didn't, lo- I didn't win the big prize, but I got a right. comforter and an end table and a lamp. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> and I always needed the cash, so I would go on everything. And I talk about the big ones. I was on Match Game and Scrabble uh-huh. and a couple others. But I forgot, you know, they used to list them in the want ads in the newspaper. That's where you would find them. Yeah. They would say contestants wanted. And it was a little, this is before the interwebs, children. It was a little uh, solicitation looking for contestants. Yeah. So you'd go down and you'd try out. And if they liked you, they put you on the show. So I would go for all of them. And most of them were pretty big prize deals. Like yeah. I, I, I think I won like eight or $9,000 on Scrabble. Damn. Went to Ireland my first time using that money. Wow. Some of them, though, were pretty low budge. <laughs> there were some syndicated and yeah. some basic cable game shows did not offer the glamorous prizes and cash <laughs> that the others did. But I was broke, so I didn't care. Yeah. So Captain Bly sends me a video from 1992, and I had oh, wow. completely forgotten I had done this. And it's called Let's Go Back. 
Let's go back. And it was on a basic cable channel called the Nostalgia Channel. And it was all about trivia from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Okay. And it was built like a, uh, a, a Jeopardy board. And they would have different categories, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And mm-hmm. then running down the other side, they have, okay, famous primetime dads. Yeah. And then you'd pick the category and you'd pick the decade and you have to answer the question. Okay. Make sense? Yes. And you had a buzz in. It was like Jeopardy. You had a little right. buzzer we in We always have hands. to buzz in. So I went on this thing. Mm-hmm. And I watched it. And I, honestly, if you had asked me what happened before <laughs> I watched it, I wouldn't be able to tell you. But so much came flooding back as I watched oh, it. Oh, really? So I want to play some clips for you guys. <laughs> I'm going to post the whole video up on Patreon. You can watch it for yourself. But here's the intro, first of all. And you can tell we shot it in a studio a little smaller than the Batcave here, if I remember correctly. And there were about eight people in the audience. And you can hear the sparse... (laughs) The smattering of applause. The sparse applause, (laughs) even for the big intro. It's time for the game that takes you back in time. Let's go back. And now, here's the host of Let's Go Back, Scott Sternberg. Now, Scott Sternberg <laughs> is the creator, executive producer, and host. Oh, it's his baby. Of Let's go this back. This is his baby. This is everything to Scott Sternberg, <laughs> which will play into our tale later on <laughs> as we go further down into the clips. So they do the thing. Oh, here's our uh, contestants. Yeah. I went up against uh, Nancy and John. Oh, tough. And myself, the three of us were players. John, Nancy, and Ralph. More American names than that. Nancy was a bitch from New Jersey. John was an older, very uptight, prissy gay dude. Okay. And then there's me, youngest one of the bunch. I'm 20-something at this point and uh, just hungry. I'm hungry for 500 bucks. I'm going to win this thing. I'm hell or high water. So uh, they had us all introduce ourselves. All right, well, good luck today, John and Ralph. Tell us about you. Hi, Scott. I'm Ralph Garman, originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I've been out here for about five years now, and I'm a bartender in the local area. All right. 70s and 80s might be a little bit stronger for you? Uh, I know 50s and 60s pretty well, but 70s See? was really my decade when I sat in front of the couch and didn't do much else and watch television. Well, good luck to you. Good luck to you, John. Good luck to you, Nancy. Let's take a look now at the categories for round number one. All right. So what are the categories through the four decades? They spell it all out for us, and it's time to start playing. Uh-huh. The game begins... And I'm getting smoked. I can't, I can't get in to answer You just can't questions. buzz. You I can't. know the answers, right. but I'm not getting in. Oh. So it takes me a while to figure out how the buzzer works, how right. the timing on the buzzer works. The button, yeah. So I'm starting to panic a little bit. Now, keep in mind, there's also a bonus tile underneath one of these category questions they flip okay. around called okay. the time capsule. Ooh. And in the time capsule, you win a special prize, mm-hmm. a high-end collectible oh. from some time in the past. That's all you. And that's how they sold it. Listen to what the time capsule collectible was oh. for my first round. And hidden behind one of those decades is one of our fabulous nostalgia knickknacks. We have it in our time capsule. Charlie O'Donnell, what is it in this round? Happy days are here again with this 1929 Model A pickup. The entire gang will hover around this exact replica with detailed interior, doors that open and close, and a tailgate which does the same. So be as popular as Richie, Ralph, Fonz, and Mr. C with your very own Happy Days Model A. It's in the time capsule right now. Back to you, Scott. Okay, that Happy Days hot rod model can be won by one of these contestants. You guys fired up for it? No. It's an AMT plastic model. Remember those ones you used to buy in like model shops? Yeah. They cost about $1.99. That was the 
That was the big wow. throwback collectible, a Happy Days plastic model worth about $3. <laughs> and now you fired up, and I'm thinking, fuck, if I win the oh, Happy no. Days model <laughs> and don't win 500 bucks, this is a total waste of my day. Uh. <laughs> well, sure as shit. Good, three in a row for you, Ralph, building a nice lead, go. Let's go to the 60s for sex symbols. And that's the time capsule. All right. And I'm happy to say that it is Sex Symbols that is the time capsule prize. You have a chance now for the Hot Rod, that little Happy Days 1929 Model A. No We're going to double it. 20 points now for you. We're not going to take the points away if you're wrong. John, Nancy, you got to sit this one out. Ralph, on your own. Okay. Here we go. 60s Sex Symbols. In 1965, this British beauty starred in Dr. Zhivago, but won an Oscar for Darling. Julie Christie. Is right. Congratulations, Ralph. 20 more points for you, and you get the hot rod model. Oh, great. And you're in control. Take another decade. <laughs> oh, great. Pleased I am that oh, I'm the proud owner of a shitty-ass $2 <laughs> plastic model from Happy Days. Oh, great. <laughs> now, at this point, I've got the buzzer figured out. Okay. So now... You're unstoppable. I'm starting to cruise. <laughs> And I'm answering all kinds of questions. You know, people are buzzing in first and getting questions wrong. It's her question. I'm right. buzzing in before she this gets it. This is the montage it. where you're just getting the big it's, lead. It's quiz show, man. <laughs> it's nuts. Let's go back to the 80s for musical animals. Okay. This country singer wrote Kentucky Rain for Elvis long before he wrote I Love a Rainy Night for himself. Ralph? Eddie Rabbit. Yes, it was Eddie Rabbit. Now, here's where it starts getting weird. Uh -huh. Scott Sternberg, as I mentioned, is creator, host, and producer of this show. Okay. He needs it to be an exciting game. Right. And you're blowing them all. I am running away with this thing, and Scott hates me. I'm not kidding you. I, I, he was seething. He was so unhappy with how the show was going. So he starts to fuck with me. Oh, And while I'm answering questions, he oh. starts to try to embarrass me. What? Or throw me. While we're on television. Go again, Nancy. Um, let's go back to the 50s for traveling music. Ricky Nelson made his music debut in 1957 covering this Fats Domino pedestrian hit. Ralph. I'm walking. I'm walking. Can you sing any of that? I'm walking. Yes, indeed. No, I'm talking, talking about you, you and me. Right. <laughs> extra right, points Ralph, for that? No, huh? no extra points for that either. No, no I'm sorry. <laughs> So now he starts making me sing if I get a question right, and it has to do with music. You were killing with the eight people in the crowd. Yeah, those eight people were thrilled with me. <laughs> so he tries, a th he tries it again. You do have control, though, Ralph. Go again. Okay, uh, let's go to the 70s of traveling music. In this 1972 Elton John song, he sang, I miss the earth so much, I miss my wife. Ralph. Rocket Man. Rocket Man, right again. 20 more for you, Ralph. Go again. Uh, the 80s traveling music. From the film Honeysuckle Rose, it's Willie Nelson's song of life as a traveling musician. Ralph. On the road again. On the road again. Can you sing this one too? On the road again. I just can't wait to get on the road again. You know, I think Ralph's going to become a regular on this show. Now Scott hates me because the audience likes me. Right. It's compounded. And I'm telling you, Scott, the host of the show, starts to root for the other players. Wow. When they buzz in, he gets excited and starts cheering for them, okay? 
<laughs> Listen to this. In the 80s, these fun fruits surpassed the Pillsbury Doughboy as the USA's favorite animated ad characters. Yay, Nancy. Yay, Nancy. Fruit of the Loom. Fruit of the Loom. No, not Fruit, fruit of the Loom. Oh. Ralph. The California Raisins? Yes, oh. Ralph. It was the California Raisins. I'm sorry, Scott. Oh, yeah. No, you're doing real well. <laughs> Apologized for He's everything. so unhappy when I get it right. It's palpable. Oh, if you watch God. this, you can see how unhappy he is. You can hear it. It's like, oh, yes, Ralph, it was California Raisins. And you're like, I'm sorry. And I have to, I'm going to start apologizing <laughs> for getting right answers. Oh, that's amazing. Now, the other two contestants are picking up on Scott's vibe. Yeah. Now they hate me, too. Everyone hates you, but the Everyone audience. hates me. Everyone hates me. Here's John. The uh, the prissy older gay dude. Okay. Once again, listen to him carefully after I get this next question right. Uh, the 60s, the ad biz. A sexy siren asked men to take it off, take it all off with this shaving cream. Ralph again. Noxzema. Correct, you are Ralph. Go again. <laughs> Why are we here? Why are we here? John just like does a take to the camera. He goes, Why are we here? Oh my God. Everybody's hating on this is me. It's the greatest game show ever. I was mortified how much stick I was getting from people. I was just trying to win the game. Right. You just won the 500 bucks. So we go to a commercial and we're coming back into the final round, which is a little bogus, by the way, because I was up by about 200 points at this it point. It seemed like it. In the third round, they give you a certain number of correct answers that you have to get in order to win the game. So I was in the lead. I had to get five correct answers. Okay. John was second behind me by like 100 points. He only had to get four correct answers. And then what? Nancy from Jersey has to get, no, vice versa. I had to get four. He had to get five. five. She had to get six. It's a way to keep it competitive up to the end. Exactly. Right. Because already I was, You're if, blowing I'm away. blown away. Yeah, so yeah. this way, if someone gets on a run, they can give me a boot. Right. And Scott's going to fucking cream in his pants if I lose this thing. <laughs> So we come back from the commercial to get into the third round. And you're not going to believe a host would treat a, a contestant like this. Once again, more fun in your favorite decades on Let's Go Back. Okay, we are here and we're ready now for the final decades round. And again, we're going to take a look at these scores. Ralph, way out in the lead. You did very well today. Thanks, guy. Why? <laughs> How? I really, I don't know. Divine inspiration. I just can't explain it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Yeah? He really? hates me. How? Why? He hates me. <laughs> Were commercial breaks awkward? Awkward. Totally awkward. He was like not even looking at me. He was talking to his staff and like rolling his eyes and he was just fucking miserable with this episode of Let's Go Back. So spoilers, I went on to get five or four in a row whatever i needed and knocked it out got my 500 bucks bitches you weren't asked back i was not there Defending was no returning champion, champion oh, that's or any bad. of that stuff you no. can still be on that show scott was happy to see my ass uh, walk out the tiny studio door when it was all over <laughs> then minus taxes it was like 349 dollars. Yeah, still a day's work but uh yeah so uh, chris thank you so much for sending me that i will post it on uh patreon so everyone can watch everyone can watch scott hate me that's amazing in its entirety it was uh it was a trip <laughs> all right let's now turn our attention to garmy members near and far we love it when you guys reach out to us especially when you leave your voicemail messages on the old ralph report hotline 24 hours a day seven days a week it's available to you all you gotta do is dial up that number one eight three three 
Yeah, listen to them all. Then I grab a handful and we put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Rob's gonna play your calls now and see what's on your We're going to start off the way we do on Mondays with a joke because it's a, it's a drag to get back yeah. into the Monday routine. We call it Mirthful Monday. Here's Alec. Hey, Ralph. It's Alec in Kansas. I got a joke for Mirthful Monday. All right. Since they keep bringing up Little Mermaid, I got yeah. one for you. Okay. Why do mermaids wear seashells? Uh, I don't know. Because A shells and B shells were too small. L and B. C? Right. A shell, A shells right. and B shells like are too a, small, like so they have to yeah. wear seashells, like Eddie. Because I, got it. I don't think you understand, but mermaids famously wear seashells, seashells on their bras. breasts, yeah. and he was saying that their breasts are too large for smaller right. sizes, as if those C's were for cup sizes, yes. not S E A. Right. I don't think you you get it, but I'll explain got it, it to you. Got it. I'll explain it to you Please afterwards. Don't. Hey, remember our pal Sarah? who was asking for comedy advice from oh, yes. the Eddie Pence comedy masterclass? Yes, yes. Well, this past weekend, she had the wedding, her brother's oh, wedding. Oh, she did. She had to get up and do her five-minute chunk, and the reviews are in. Hi, Ralph. Hi, Eddie. This is Sarah from Norco. I'm a little hungover, so I apologize <laughs> for my call if it's a little bit muffled. Um, last night was my brother's roast. Last week, you guys helped me out. You gave me some advice on what to do. And I killed it. Um, so thank you guys. I stuck with stories I was familiar with. And in the vein of sticking with things I was familiar with, I even pantomimed giving a blowjob. And it went over so well. And I was really nervous about that one. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to give up my career as a nurse practitioner and just go into stand-up comedy. I think that is really where the fame and money will – I will find it there. Good idea. So thank you. Smart. And, Eddie, I might just about see you out in the circuit. Yeah. Have a great day, LMB. Smart. Smart. smart move. Smart move. It's Good. a guarantee uh, fame and riches if you get to the stand-up comedy yes. gig. Eddie Pence knows. Now, I, I do want to apologize to Sarah because I didn't email her back. <gasps> she emailed me what she was going to do, and I did not go, hey, do that. That's a great idea. You son of a bitch. Because it literally happened the night before the catalytic converter got stolen. So I woke up the next morning, and my entire life was engulfed by that and i forgot to email her back where are your priorities so i apologize sarah i meant to respond to your email i'm glad it went over well i'm happy for you but sounds I like she didn't need your help she didn't need my help she, she got didn't. up there and she crushed nailed it. and she mimed blowjobs and you know nothing's funnier no blowjobs and her, i think her brother's name was bj that was his nickname oh, so that's why she did it genius so i i i meant to respond saying do exactly what you emailed and i think it's going to do well and you did and i'm glad it did yeah. but i apologize for that my life fell to shit the last part of the last week so. i misunderstood i thought it was a wedding I, I, it sounds like it was just a roast for him yeah. probably a birthday or something which explains why she got a big laugh doing a blowjob joke <laughs> versus a wedding in in my mind different I just, company i just imagined like grandma just having a heart great attack. uncles and great aunts yeah Last week also, uh, I was a little miffed at a guy who was trying to burn me with that Jethro Tull lead singer Oh, yeah, stick. that was fun. I wasn't happy with him at all, no. and uh, I went off on him. I teed off a little you bit. You did. Gave uh, this listener an idea. Ralph, Eddie, Steve. Uh, Four-star Army general from uh, London, Ontario, Canada. But uh, just wanted to put in a request for just a pure, rare, pure drunk Ralph moment uh, with his Jethro Tull 
Jethro Tull uh, rant on Friday show. Thursday show? Thursday show. Friday show? Friday Thursday. show. Friday. Fuck me. God damn it. Friday show. Uh, absolutely hilarious at half speed. Oh, my God. So good. Love you. Mean it. Bye. We rarely do Ralph's drunk thoughts. Yeah. But imagine if I went, as it was, I went after the guy pretty hard. Imagine if I was drunk. Angry drunk. And he started coming at me with that Ian Anderson, Jethro Tull BS. I can't see that close up. Something a foot from your face. It's gross. Ralph's drunk thoughts. I'm fine. Yeah, my teeth are working. Um, there is no float. Float, flute, rather, in that uh, that portion whatsoever. And yes. I did call Ian Anderson uh, the only rock and roll flautist that I knew of. Yeah. But here's some additional information. <laughs> I want to share this with you, caller. So come in here close to the speaker. Ian Anderson is also the lead singer of Jethro Tull. <laughs> so although he plays flute in the band, that was him singing in that section there as we celebrated his birthday. So I just wanted to share that with you so that, I don't know, the next time you call and leave a message, you can know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> oh, you can smell the whiskey. Oh, man. I'm a good time in a bottle. And, you know, we play upbeat music for you each and every episode here on The Ralph Report. We call them our happy hits. This one's going out to Marty and his lovely wife. We are thinking of you both. Hey, Ralph, Eddie, and Steve, this is Marty, two-star general from Atlanta, Georgia. I wanted to call about a happy hit. Uh, this next coming Monday, my wife is having surgery for breast cancer, and the prognosis is good, but I just wanted to give her a little shout-out uh, for um, good luck during her procedure and that everything goes well. And I was wondering if you could play Squeeze Box by The Who because I want the doctors to be careful with my wife's squeeze box, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you, Marty. Hey, listen, please give your wife our best and tell her that we are pulling for her and thinking of her. Yes. And, uh, of course, this week, our charity for the Ralph is also Breast Cancer Research. Mm. Thanks to everyone who's been donating. You still have time before noon Pacific Daylight Savings Time today to make your donation if you want to get in on the raffle. We're going to give away the art tomorrow. So if you want to make a donation, you still have that chance. Meanwhile, here's going out to Marty and Marty's wife. Squeezebox by The Who.
dog can't sleep There's no escape from the music In the whole damn street Starts playing all night And the music's all right Mama's got a squeeze box Daddy never sleeps at night She goes in Thanks to everybody who called in today. You, too, can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but it won't happen if you don't call me. Call me around. It's the number everyone's talking about. Call me right now at one Ralph. Call me. We sure can smell the mustard coming off those donuts, you can't can. You can. It fills the room. Well, it's mustard glaze. So, yes, it's supposed it's, to have mustard in it. It will taste mustardy. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, now time for us to look in the rearview mirror and find out what happened on this day in history. Ralph's about to solve another mystery Like is today the day some dude invented Listerine Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary The Garmy's rubbing Ralph's lamp, so grant our wishes, please And tell us what went down this day in history On August 15th in the year 927 The Saracens conquer and destroyed Taranto Oh what comic book did this take place in? That's what I was thinking <laughs> as I was reading these early events on August 15th throughout history. Riot, writing science fiction is easy. Yeah. You just have to go back far right. enough. Everything sounds like a plot to a science fiction uh, exactly. book. Exactly. Here's another one. 1185, the cave city of Vardzia. Vardzia. Vardzia is consecrated by Queen Tamar. Oh, yeah. Right? The Flash Gordon episode. That's all you need. You can go off and write a whole screenplay about the cave city of Vardzia. Another one, 1246. Kuyak, Kuyak. son and successor of Ogadai, was formally erected, erected, formally elected the great Khan at Sira Urdu. Oh, man. Five years after the death of his father. That is a graphic novel. I'm telling you, it's easy. How come everybody isn't writing science fiction? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, on this day in 1843, mm -hmm. Tivoli Gardens Amusement Park opened in Copenhagen. Okay. Tivoli Gardens is the third oldest operating amusement park in the world. Huh? Okay. Right after uh, Dyer Havsbakken in Klamtenburg. Mm. 
and also in Denmark, and then uh, Verstprater. Verstprater. Verstelprater. Verstelprater. <laughs> Stop saying things. I like in, saying In those Vienna, things. Austria. Those are fun. Verstelprater. Verstelprater. Yes, so those are the big three. Uh, Tivoli Gardens is known primarily for its giant wooden roller coaster, the Rutschbahnen. 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 <laughs> or some people call it the Bergbahnen which means mountain coaster. Ah. It was built in 1914, still operating today. Yeah, I think I had this in one of those quizzes I gave you. Oh, about did a, you? About, a about roller coasters? Parks. Yeah, something like that. An operator rides in the front of the roller coaster with a brake. It's like a train. So that the track, the the, uh, the car doesn't gain too much speed when it's going down the hills. It's, oh, dude, that sounds it's, dangerous. It's controlled by a dude no. working a handbrake no. at the front of the car. Absolutely not. What if he shows up drunk right. to work one day? Yeah. How many people have died in the Rutschenbahnen? I would like to know. Fuck that. All right, 1848 on this day in history. You know what I say about the 1800s? Ripe. So many goddamn inventions. So many. M. Waldo Hanchett. 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 Okay. He patented the dental chair. Okay. Before then, it was just a folding chair. Or you're just sitting on a bench or something. Lay on the ground. Yeah. What a good idea. Something I can lean back in so the doc can get to my pearlies. Did that include the, the reflective surface the, for the light? I doubt it. I think it was just a chair that oh, went back. Reclining chair. Yeah. 1911, Procter & Gamble unveiled its Crisco shortening. Hmm. Still being used today. The reason it was a big deal was it was the first shortening for baking to be used, made entirely of vegetable oil oh. instead of uh, animal, animal fat. fat. Yeah. yeah. Cottonseed oil originally. They went through a couple names before they settled on Crisco. One was Crispo. Crispo? Crispo with a Crispo. P. Crispo. Crispo. Okay. Another one was Christ. Christ? Yes. Yeah. C-H-R-I-S-T? C-R-Y-S-T. Oh, cr- oh Christ. Christ. Almost like cyst. Or maybe it was Christ. Christ? It was Christ. Christ. That's probably better. Probably. It's putting Christ in I don't in know if mouth. I want to buy some Christ in I a can. want to cook with Christ. <laughs> You'll never, <laughs> never burn your meat or your, your pies or whatever the fuck you Your bread will rise. Yeah, that's right. Rise again. Uh, 1819, on this day, the longest work of animation ever produced at that time was released, The Sinking of the Lusitania hmm. by Windsor McKay. It was 12 minutes long. It was the longest piece of animation at its time. And it was the first serious dramatic work of animation. Oh, wow. Up to that point, they'd all just been cartoons. Yeah. You can find it online, by the way. It's pretty, pretty cool, even today. 1931, Ernest Lassie com- completed the longest canoe journey without going into a port. Six thousand one hundred and two miles. Why would you do that in a canoe? Why, leading to his nickname, Dumbass Lassie, is what they called him. <laughs> Nineteen thirty-nine on this day. Well, movie history was changed forever. Hard to believe. Nineteen thirty-nine, and this movie still as popular today as it was then. Oh, we're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. We hear he is the wizard, the wizard ever a wizard was. Right? Yeah. It's hard to believe it's that old. It really is. Because it, it really does hold up. Yeah, it does. It's kind of nuts. Uh, 1957, Dave Simmons reached over 100,000 feet in mm. his hot air balloon, the Man High 2. 100,000 feet in the that, air. That, 100 feet's too far. Yes, absolutely. Um, 1965, the Beatles played to the largest crowd of their career, over 55,000 screaming kids at Shea Stadium in New York City. Damn. It was the first time a musical act had ever played a sports 
stadium oh, before. Wow. So uh, now, of course, it's, it's old hat. Yeah, it's standard. But uh, they were the first that were able to pack them in. Five, 55,000 at Shea Stadium. Interestingly enough, among those attending were Barbara Bach and Linda Eastman, who would go on each to marry one of the Beatles. Oh. But they were kids, and they were in the audience in 1965. Here's a little bit of what it sounded like that day. That recording was made from the microphones the Beatles were using. They, however, claimed they couldn't hear themselves. Oh, there's no feedback. When they were performing, because there were no monitors. Oh, wow. And the screaming was so loud, all they heard was screaming. They couldn't even hear each other on stage. Wow, that's amazing. It sounds that good. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. They were were a pretty good band. 1969, the Woodstock Festival opened there in Bethel, New York, on Max Yasger's farm. Starting a, uh, well, it's considered the largest collection of body odor in American history there at uh, Woodstock. So, congratulations. 1979, at the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival, Francis Ford Coppola released one of his classic films. This is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end. Apocalypse now? Yes. Ramon's guitarist, Joey Ramon, was beaten Ooh. on this day in Oof. 1983, had to undergo brain surgery oh in music history. Also in music history in 1991 on this day, Paul Simon offered a free concert in Central Park, New York. Uh, it was supposed to hold about 50,000 people. About 600,000 people. That's too many. Showed up to hear Paul Simon. You can't do a free concert in the park. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Well, I'm on my way now. More music news on this day in 1995. The most annoying song of the decade was released. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and on this day in 2019, Disney Studios became the first studio to have five films earn over $1 billion each in one year. That was a crazy year. Toy Story 4, Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, Aladdin, and The Lion King. Each of them over a billion dollars. And Endgame made like three billion at the end. It was was nuts. I'm glad Disney's charging me up the ass for Disney+. Plus. (laughs) They don't have enough fucking money. They should give it up for free for a year. Just just as a good gesture to to celebrate. All right, you know what we do at this point? We find a food related to this day in history. We run it past Eddie Pence, seeing if it's something he'd be willing to eat or maybe stick up his ass and then pull out. Yeah. It's only one way to find out. We talk about the food, then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. The reels go round and round, and when they stop, if they match... Jackpot. That means Eddie's eating that food. 
their mismatch. <laughs> He's not going to go for it. On this day in 2018, Lonely Planet's Ultimate Eat List. Okay. You familiar with this? No. This is a global foodie list that is released every year okay where they tell you the greatest places and things to eat around the world hmm. they rank them never heard of and it. every year someone is trying to be number one ah okay. and on this year on this day in 2018 they said the best food experience in the world uh -huh. is bar hopping in san sebastian spain eating pinchos 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 okay eat your pinchos Eat them. What are pinchos? Pinchos, Eddie Pence, are basically like tapas. Tapas. You familiar with tapas? Like appetizers. Yeah, little, yeah. little, little snacky kind of foods. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you get a plate of an assortment of them, and they say the pinchos in with the Basque region of Spain uh -huh. are, is the best food in the world and the best experience you can have. Okay. Here's what usually you find in a selection of pinchos. Uh, they come with a, a little slice of bread. And then they put something on top of it. And then they spike it with a skewer or a toothpick. Mm -hmm. And that's what pincho means in the Basque region of Spain. It means okay. spear. Okay. Uh, you get a little piece of bread. Uh -huh. And then on top of it, you get uh, cod or um, anchovy okay. or hake. Hick? Hake. Hake. H-A-K-E. It's a fish. Okay. So some or, sort of fish. Or, but they'll also, they'll, the they'll mix it with an egg and potato omelet with a piece of fish spiked through on a piece of bread. Best eating experience in the world. How big of a piece of bread? It's like a regular piece no, of bread? No, it's a little thing. Well, it's how big is the omelet? It's a, a little tiny omelet? A little tiny omelet with a piece of fish stuck through it, stuck to the bread, and eat the whole thing. Okay. Pinchos. Eat your pinchos, Eddie Pence. Is that something Eddie's going to enjoy? Let's find out by pulling that handle. Here we go. One pincho, two pincho. Oh, no, God. doesn't interest me at all. Oh, my God. Doesn't interest me at all. Oh. You're well, little... you're not a bar hopper, I'm first not. of all. I don't like tapas restaurants. Oh, they're so good. I fucking hate tapas. I hate sharing food. Oh, my God. Just give me my plate of food. Let me eat it. Don't give me, let's order like six different plates. And we'll just yeah, buzz. Share. No, fuck that. Why don't you no. want to share with loved ones? Don't like, no. Get your own food. Oh, my God. Order your own entree. You're Get your horrible. own plate. No, I'm not. Why are you? I don't share food. You're a selfish little no. man. I want my plate. I eat my food and I'm done. No, here, try one of mine. I'll try one I of don't yours. I want to try one of yours. If I want to try one of yours, I would have ordered what you had. Oh, man. You're not holding hands. You're not sharing food. No. You're the most antisocial dude on the planet. Pretty close. Pretty close. Maybe that's why they took your catalytic converter. Maybe if you were a little bit more full of goodwill towards your fellow then, man. Should have taken a plate of pinchos out there for them? Yes. They wouldn't have taken Shown it. Shown him some kindness with a pincho. Pinchos. And maybe he would have no. He would have passed you over. Doesn't interest me at all. No such luck. No thanks. All right. No bar hopping with Eddie Pence no. in Spain. I'm going to cross that off my bucket list of things I want to do someday. <laughs> On this day in history. I pity the fool who ain't been schooled by Ralph recently. He's dropping college-level knowledge with such accuracy. It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie. And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity. I hope Cooperman loves my beats, because that rhymes with LMB. And that's a wrap for the Ralph Report today in history. 15 cents a day, y'all. All righty, time to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Kind of a ho-hum weekend at the box office. The number one film on the box office list made $13.4 million. Not a lot. Wow. Bullet Train, starring Brad Pitt, came in at number one. 
this weekend in its second weekend. Big drop-off, but yeah. no real competition. Interestingly, Top Gun Maverick made an impressive comeback in its 12th weekend really? to take the number two slot in the top five movies at the box office. Wow. Filling out the rest of the top five, DC League of Super Pets, Nope, and Thor, hmm. Love, Drugs, and Money. Love Thunder. Love, Lawyers, and mm. Sex, rounding out the top five. So congratulations to those films. Uh, sad news we all heard on Friday that Anne Heche had, um, well, it's kind of technical. They, they declared her dead because she was brain dead right. on She's Friday. Still on life support, though, Still right? on life support as of yesterday she was. Mm. Then they took her off life support because um. they had found, um, uh, mat uh, not, not matching, but uh, sufficient donors for her organ donation uh. because she was an organ donor. Okay. So they kept her on long enough until they could find and uh, set up the donors, and then they uh, took her off the life Such support. Such a tragic story. It is just awful. Uh, and So tragic. Man, you get in your car one day and you think you're going home, and then that's mm. that's the end. So I'm sure we'll find more details as we move forward. But any way you look at it, just uh, awful, sad stuff. Good news medically: Carlos Santana is out of the hospital and feeling good after that oh. collapse. He was uh, doing a show in Connecticut, and he um, uh, was caught by an interviewer and asked how he was feeling. And apparently, he's fine. You may remember in July he was in Michigan and he fell down yeah. and collapsed, and everybody scurried. He's 74 years old, so. There was reason for concern, but apparently he was just hospitalized with heat, uh, exhaustion, and dehydration. So he's doing well. And That's good. Plans to be with us for a while longer. Salman Rushdie also recovering, apparently, that. from the knife attack on his God life. Damn. That fatwa is still apparently in place. I almost forgot it was there. I think we all did. Famously, he wrote a book called The Satanic Verses, and he's been under death threats since 1989 yeah. by the late... Iranian leader Ayatollah Khomeini because it was uh, he was accused of insulting Islam in his novel. And apparently there was a 24-year-old zealot who was able to get to him with a knife, stabbed That's him in crazy. the liver. He may still lose an eye because of the attack. Crazy. Like, that was a big thing in the 90s. I totally forgot. He had to go underground and hide. Yeah, but, like, he's been doing TV appearances and all that stuff. And they said just recently he, too, was getting comfortable figuring that had passed, and right. he lessened his security detail. Uh, and they think it may be one of the reasons this guy was able to get through. Nuts, so. man. Tragic, tragic. And Dwayne Johnson's cheesing off some comic book fans oh, in a what, what recent the, interview with Vanity Fair magazine. What did The Rock do? He said that initially Black Adam was supposed to show up in the Shazam, the second Shazam film. Uh-huh. And he went to Warner Brothers and said, no, um, give me my own Black Adam film. <laughs> and they did it. Yeah. And he well, said, I'll, I'll, I'll meet up with Shazam some point later on yeah. down the road. But... Some people are claiming vanity led him to say, no, I'm going to star in my own movie. I don't want to share the screen with another superhero. Yeah. It's going to be all about me. Now, there's minor superheroes he shares the screen with in Black Adam. Yeah. But comic book fans are saying this is the problem with DC. Black Adam started off as a villain for Shazam right. and then changed into an anti-hero later he grew down into the in his story. Thing, yeah. If you wanted to follow the Marvel model, that's what you would have done. Right. Introduce the character and then give him his own spinoff, and that's the way you build a universe. So, but uh, now you're also building up the eventual meeting of the two, which could be which could pay off later. It may not happen right away because The Rock wants Superman to go up against Black Adam next. How so. have Shazam Superman battle the Black Adam? Let's have everybody. But those two, the Black I mean, that's that's Batman a story. And 
Black Canary and the Star Spangled Kid. But that's a thing. That was an actual Plastic Man. Line. Let's get everybody in there. And <laughs> Why not? Just, just take a big dump on the screen. Well, that's they're doing big it already. Colored dump. They're already doing it. Ugh. Just looking forward to that black album. That looks pretty good. It does look good. Today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on October. Nope. October. Uh, What's he smoking? Come on, man. Okay. It's gonna be there soon enough. I've become Jim Gaffigan. I'm starting to comment on my own, <laughs> on my own, on my own sayings. What's he smoking? What? That's scary. That's a scary joke. So many drugs. Have you seen the most recent comedy special? I haven't seen his latest one. I forget what it's called now. I think it's called Comedy Monster. Oh, I have seen it. You're yeah. a monster. You're a monster, Jim. <laughs> Made me laugh. Anyway, all these stars born on August 15th, starting with Joe Jonas of the Joe Bros, the Jonas Brothers. He's 33 years old today. I'm a sucker for you. Phyllis Smith from The Office is 73. See, never give up. You never know when that big oh, break's going to come. I would hope it comes soon. Tess Harper, 72, a very talented actress. Anthony Anderson, comedian and actor, of course, on Blackish. He's 52. Pat Priest, who played Marilyn on The Munsters, is 86 Still years alive. old. Still alive. Still with us. Wow. She and Butch Patrick, I believe, are the last remaining Munsters. <laughs> Larry Matthews, who played Little Richie on the Dick Van Dyke Show, is 67 years mm. old. And Dick Van Dyke is still alive. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's nuts. Jennifer Lawrence is 32. Ben Affleck celebrates his 50th birthday today. Drummer Pete York of the Spencer Davis Group is 80. You Director Alejandro Gonzalez Inorritu is 59. Directed Birdman famously. Oh, I yeah. love that film. Yeah, it's a good movie. Deborah Messing is 54. Natasha Henstridge from Species and the God, whole she nine was yards. Hot as balls. She was an attractive Oof. lady and still is, by yes. the way, Oof. at the age of 48. And singer guitarist Tom Johnston of the Doobie Brothers is 74. Now we're talking some fucking yacht rock. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now, hmm. that tantalizing aroma. <laughs> Overpowering. It finally, we finally get to pay it off with the tasting of Ralph's homemade mustard donuts. Mm. I got to say, I went out, I got a donut pan, uh. and I got the recipe, and I followed it to the letter, and I'm looking forward to the taste sensation <laughs> That is mustard donuts. Mm. Out of the bottle, into the bakery, says French's Mustard, Eddie Pence. They did this to celebrate National Mustard Day, as we mm -hmm. mentioned a couple weeks ago. Bakers have crafted donuts with many flavors over its delicious history, Eddie Pence. Yeah. But there's one thing they've never they've glazed avoided. donuts with. <laughs> That's mustard. <laughs> a tangy twist mm. on a breakfast classic, French's Mustard Donuts. <sighs> 
Francis says, we took a break from blessing barbecues and headed to the bakery, mixing our tangy classic yellow. Stay in your lane, Francis. Right into the dough of this sweet breakfast treat. A flavorful donut, sure to brighten your morning, Eddie It's definitely bright. I'll give it that. These are fluffy cake donuts topped with a sweet yet tangy mustard glaze. Mm. The perfect way to honor the fan favorite flavor of French's classic yellow mustard. That's what I used. I used all their ingredients. I followed it to the letter. Here's what's in the donut itself. It's a a cake donut, but Uh it's also got cinnamon, Uh nutmeg, and vanilla in it. And then the must sweet mustard glaze is uh, confectioner's sugar, vanilla extract, and then a healthy portion of classic French's yellow mustard as you well. You squeeze the bottle into the bowl, the whole bowl, just not just the whole the bottle, but I, I did a lot of that, wow. and I also was squeezing the bottle while I was making. So uh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I've baked these. I've, I've looked at them all day. I've it's smelled them here in the Bat Cave. They look, they look bright and fun. They are fun and bright. But those big balls of mustard have me worried. And they're going to be munched because it's Munching Monday. Munching Mondays. It's a fun day. And it's happening on the Ralph Report. Munching Mondays. Eddie's fun day. Will he vomit all over the floor? I don't eat fungus. I don't like it. I did, the, the thought of it makes me sick. The testicles are just all... For you two, three, and four-star generals who like to watch Munchin' Monday instead of just listen, there yeah. they are. Half a dozen freshly baked mustard-glazed donuts. It's like an unnatural donuts. yellow. It's an unnatural yellow. It's a, it's a mustard yellow. It's an unnatural yellow. It's as natural as mustard is. It looks like <laughs> what a are the mustard balls? donut. What are the big lumpy balls They're- of mustard? <laughs> I get the little the little specks of mustard, but the big lumpy balls. Those are called mustard kidney stones. No, it's just decoration. It's just. Oh, like did you create that? How did you? Stuff? How did you goes, do no, that? You, you buy a jar. Oh. Of sprinkles or whatever oh, of like mustard flavored sprinkles. Cake decorating things. No, it's oh, it's just those don't have no mustard. No, in they're not mustard. Ah, the glaze, see, the shiny the glaze. part underneath, that's mustard. I thought that was some sort of mustard ball. No, it was going to explode. In no, my I mouth. just wanted to make them look pretty, so I put some well, dec- pretty. decoration. They definitely on, look so. pretty. Made a half dozen because I'm sure Eddie's going to want more than one. So I would like you, sir, to have first choice. I think this one's been staring at me the whole time. Yeah, it has. You got a napkin over there. I do have a napkin. Make sure you use it, you bum. Wow, that is mustardy. All right. Holy crap. I've got one as well. Wow, that's mustardy. So exciting All right. to share with you the delicious, <sighs> mustardy, sweet, savory goodness mm. of mustard donuts. All right. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Tastes like mustard on a fucking donut. <laughs> no, it's so fucking awful. <laughs> it sure does taste like. There's so much mustard. Mustard on a donut. Why? But I do like it. I like the competing flavors. I it's don't. Gonna, it's gonna I like, like the taste of the donut. It's tang and it's sweet. The donut tastes good, but you have to mm. you have to you have to forge through the taste of the mustard to get to the taste of the donut. No, that brings it to life. No, it doesn't. It's, it's a battle. It you have to defeat the mustard taste to get to the donut taste. Mm-mm. It is a combo. It's a sweet and savory combo, right? No, I like. I'm hating this part of it. Mm. 
And then the mustard taste dissolves, and you're like, oh, okay, well, there's a decent donut under there. Not bad for homemade donuts, by the way. No, good job on the donuts, but fuck the mustard. I like the mustard. No, thank you. Mmm. But it's mustardy. So mustardy. And it's got a lot of mustard in it. I don't mind mustard, mm. but fuck, that's a lot of mustard. That is. So much mustard. Mustard glaze. No. Well, you can take a couple home with I'm Because I know you're acting like you don't like it, but. I do not. Deep down inside, do folks. Not. Maybe Tracy or the kid will want one. He's hungry for more. I do not want any more of that. Well done, Frenches. Mm. Thank you for introducing us to ketchup popsicles. No, thank you. And mustard donuts. Stay in your goddamn lane. Seriously. No, this is this is what you, life's all about. You go on meats. That's what you do. You go on meats, not on donuts. No. That's an interesting flavor. It's a little, it takes a little getting used to. That should be, I, you should have to eat some and go, well, that takes some getting used to. But because it's a, it's a, you know, it's a change. It's different. But once you're, you you try no, it, you're I like, don't need this in my wow. life. I don't need a mustard donut. It's really grown on me. No, it has not. Mm. Good stuff and good job, me, if I may say so myself. I mean, well done on you, but see, Scott I don't, Sternberg, I don't you were wrong this. to mock me all those years ago. I'm a man who's going places. <laughs> Why are we even here? <laughs> Why are we even here? <laughs> Said John. Oh, all right, oh. that's it for today's Munch and Monday. It's just another Munch and Monday. Fun day, maybe something on a fun day. I hope I don't get the run stay. It's just another munch in Monday. And that's it for today's show, children. Thank you so much for joining us. Come on back tomorrow. Mm. Day two of the week has yet another new. Ralph Report yes. episode. Oh, can't it's wait. like we do it every day it's here. Almost as if. Monday through Friday. It's like there's five shows for it's you almost as to enjoy each and every week. So come on back and join us, won't you? But in order to do that, you got to take care of you. So please, I'm asking you. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. Stay good in the hood. Because. Life is life. And just like a mustard donut, Ugh. life is filled with tangy moments. You got to fight through the shit to get the good parts. <laughs> oh my just God. like life. <sighs> we'll talk to you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, please remember, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha ha, so ha ha, I got it. Ha ha, bye bye. Think a better dance now. Bye, Menon.